1: Get in the
2: know. Non stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com.
0: <gasps> Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Three teams have been 15 and 1 in the history of the National Football League. All right,
1: give yourselves a round of applause.
0: <laughs> Denny Green giving a, a pep talk to the 98 Vikings after. Finishing up there. See, hopefully the Vikings playoff run goes longer. But at this point, their defense, I saw this nugget, by the way. And uh, let's welcome our guy, AJ Fredericks to the show here. He is flying the plane as our producer. As De- to Declan took a, we're glad to have you. You'll be involved in our Vikings picks here. Um, AJ does a ton of great work behind the scenes for us at Score North and and 15 Hardy ESPN and Score North social media. Declan turned 30 yesterday, went to Manny's. I don't even know if they cooked his steak, Judd. I saw it blink a couple times. You're muted, by the way. Um, and, uh, and I Thank saw you. a couple empty cocktails. So taking Friday off in advance was a wise move for, for our guy, Dex. So I, I am and have always been throughout the course of my life a
3: medium-rare guy, okay? So I'm not saying that I am above a little bit of um, um, meat. The People are like, yeah, I don't know about that. But that thing, by my standards was um yeah i think i texted dex did that thing blink but before you actually consumed it it was unbelievable
0: when you cut into your steak and you see a pulsing artery still that's a, that's a it's a, it's it's a little not, too it's rare not as for gross me. as
3: the Roycey line the royce line yesterday takes the cake from stalmasic though is declan oh, a big oh, rare guy wipe, it, for wipe, steaks?
0: It's, wipe its ass and uh, throw it on my plate that yeah is... declan's a big rare steak guy oh my yeah. gosh big rare steak guy I'll find the picture and send it out. I'll zoom in on the steak, and I'll send it out on social media, and we can ask people. I'll put it out on Twitter. Mm. Happy
2: birthday. (laughs) Oh, my God, I'm Uh, still talking.
0: So gross. All right, this is uh, Purple Daily, daily Vikings entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a dang Super Bowl before we die. And the show is presented in part by our friends at TCL. Redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed, an AI powered 50 megapixel triple camera system, <laughs> football, ultra realistic, true to life visuals powered by Next Vision, and booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. dot com. Also, I'm gonna guess there's probably gonna be some uh, some surleys consumed this weekend because you get that that Saturday game, and then the rest of your weekend is kind of free for red zone. So I'm guessing oh, zolgad so might great. get into a couple surleys.
3: Uh, That's exactly right, and let's see what I got here. Oh, look, 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 it just happens to be right by me, a logic bomb. Why? Because this is one of the great beers, one of my absolute favorites from our friends at Surly Brewing. But Phil's right, don't forget, so it's a Saturday game. So the liquor store run tonight, be prepared, because you got the Saturday Vikings game, and then you got the red zone and a wild game on Sunday. So, yes, logic bomb, furious, and, of course, for the Saturday noon kickoff before I die. You know what? Surly has you covered, and when you do sip on those Surlys, send us a picture. Show us your cans, at scorenorth, at again on Twitter. All
0: right, right, let's. Uh, so it's kind of a different Friday episode because they plan a Saturday. Ordinarily, we would do a full episode of Feedback Friday and then do the purple picks on Saturday for you guys. We're going to kind of blend the two together here, and then Ventline, obviously, will be the Saturday episode. Let's start the first half of the episode. Let's do our purple picks and then the second half we'll do some feedback Friday so I'm going to ask you guys uh and this is AJ's going to jump in here for the first time all year and and uh make his pick but let's start with this question Judd on a scale of one to ten how big is this game for the Vikings
3: <laughs> okay so if they win the Lions game and it goes normal uh you know I'd probably put this it's still important because all games are but I'd probably put this sucker at like a six right the Colts aren't that good you, you would be at this point 11 and 2. The division is wrapped up. It would sort of be a game where you would think that you were going to win, but could take, I would say, a deep breath. Unfortunately, however, that's not the case. Coming off the game that the Vikings are and going against a Colts offense that is, that scoring wise is absolutely pathetic. Um, this is a game where if you don't play well defensively, I would say the temperature is going to go from uh, an eight to a 10. So I'm going to put, I'm actually going to put a nine on this game because if you don't win this game, or if you defensively sieve out again, there is going to be in the metropolitan area, if not the entire state, a full fledged panic. So I think this is a very high level game as far as importance based on the heats on ed and it's important too because the heat is on Ed, but Kevin O'Connell is sticking by Ed, which also is a vote of confidence that I think a lot of folks like myself are like, You really want to do, do that? And and I get that it's tough to change things. But anyway, uh yeah, I'm gonna put this at like a nine because that this game suddenly becomes incredibly important. If you lose, if the Lions win, um sphincters are going to start to tighten
2: very much so.
0: Yeah. All right, AJ, you're a huge Vikings fan. You've been riding this uh, oh, yeah. this roller coaster this year. Scale of 1 to 10, how big is this game?
2: I think it's massive just because you had a, a chance to lock up the division very early and maybe not as early as we thought after um, how good of a start this team had, but it's it's a game against the Lions, and I was uh, talking with Jason Storm and Artis Woods last week, and I have been reiterating, it's the Lions. You, they're going to win. Not the case. The Lions are a brand-new team. They're a brand-new franchise, mainly in part to Dan Campbell and kind of the culture that they've swung on. They're a fun team to watch now. Um, so to bounce back, and it is a, a shortened week in a sense because you do have that Saturday game. You have a team that you have to beat. I am giving the Vikings a 0.0, 0 chance of uh, of losing this game.
0: Oh, no. They, oh, they, no. They are winning this it's game. Death. No. no. They're, oh, they're, my God. The they, mafia
2: kiss the death. They're winning this game. It's, uh, it, it might be closer than we think. Um, I think it's gonna be like a ten point win or something like that, but we'll get into that maybe in a little bit. But they are they're the biggest thing that I'm concerned about is Jonathan Taylor because right now that O-line is or excuse me, the D line is a little is, is a little beat up. They are run ragged. It's been uh, we haven't seen like that healthy pass rush of Zadarius Smith in weeks now. Um, It seems like Daniel Hunter and him just haven't been what they started off the season as it's kind of like that power combo. Um, They've had some decent fill in performances, but it's, it's Jonathan Taylor. They're going to run the ball and he's going to run them ragged. I I do think the passing defense, that aspect probably bounces back and, and limits uh, the old and crippled Matt Ryan. But uh, I'm concerned about the run game of the Colts.
0: So I think it's, I think it's like an eight. I don't know if I would go nine because, again, they're they're dormy right now. If if this, this is a golf uh, match play, like they would have to lose every hole and then <laughs> the Lions would have to win every hole. Although there was, I think it was like 2008 or maybe nine. It was the Broncos and somebody, It was it the Broncos and Chargers? And it was the same situation. One of the teams was eight and four and the other team was four and eight. And the four and eight team won all four games in December, and the eight and four team lost all four games and the tiebreaker and so it has happened before to lose a division it will not it will not happen in this case the vikings are they've been they've been great at bouncing back, but you have to bounce back, and your defense has to this is a great get right game for your defense so like I told you a few weeks ago, Judd, there is no game left on their schedule that will be below like a seven or an eight for importance at this point. Unless they clinch, everything is clinched. The seating is good for that week 18 game on the road. So it's an eight for me. Uh, I'll give you one more sort of preview question, then we'll get to the actual picks here. (laughs) Because this is interesting. Is anyone playing or coaching for their job this week?
3: If this team, if the Vikings come out and don't play well defensively, which I should preface this by saying, I do expect them to make some adjustments and play well. But if they don't, I mean, there's going to be some serious pressure internally and externally to at least take, finally take the plate calling from O'Connell. And here's why I am not completely. Wait, from O'Connell? This. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. From, for O'Connell to take it from Donatel. I'm sorry. Oh, like, um, wow. You're
0: stripping, stripping yeah, him of nope. the play calling, dude. No, no, no.
3: Um, but here's why I am a little bit hesitant to like make assurances that this is going to go perfectly. You know, if. Ed Donatel at the podium, in this case, I think it was on Wednesday, is a reflection of how he really thinks and feels. It runs uh, co- contradictory to what O'Connell has been saying, and so, like, if Ed really thinks that the scheme works and it's all fine, and that you know we just need to do this and and that, um, that's very much goes against how Kevin O'Connell coaches and thinks. So, yeah, I think to a certain degree we have to we have to leave the door open against a bad offensive team that if the Vikings fail defensively again, you can't just assure me that Ed Donatel is safe or certainly his ability to call defensive play. So it sounds surprising with four games left, but I think it has to be at least
0: the topic has to be broached. If my math is right, the Colts on the road this season are averaging 12 points a game offensively. They've been shut out once at Jacksonville, and they scored three points at New England. Now, New England's a really good defense. Um, this this offense is well. I don't care if if Matt Ryan is quarterbacking or if it's somebody else. Like it is an anemic, awful offense. So you're playing a home game. You've had a a bunch of come to Jesus meetings this week. I think Ed Donatel should be coaching for at least his play calling duties. Like there should be right. I I would argue there, there there probably should have been some sort of massive shift this week. It's not like oh my god, we had one crisis against the Lions and now we have to figure it out. It's like, no, you literally have allowed 400 plus yards the last month and a half. You're averaging giving up over 400 yards. So he should this, this has to be a great defensive performance or at least one of the better defensive performances of the year. The circumstances are all sitting right in front of you. And if it's not, then I don't know if he gets fired on Monday or if they just like give Mike Pettin some more power, but this is a huge, huge pivot point for Ed Donatel. I would think
3: sixteen point one points per game overall for the Colts, 16. and, and it's in,
0: yeah, and twelve on the yeah, 12, twelve on, on the road.
3: road. If you can't stop this, you got <laughs> you've got m- massive problems. What I don't the one thing I don't want to hear though next week is uh, you see everyone was concerned it's all fixed. Like the the bare minimum here should be to play really well. Don't brag about that. Just go out and play well. And then and then show me the next game and the next game. So, like, don't shut down the Colts and point fingers and say, we all believed in easy Ed. You yeah. guys didn't. This team stinks offensively. It's a get-right opportunity. But then don't pound your chest about how you played great. You should play great against the Colts at home defensively.
0: One more nugget for you guys, and then we'll get into the picks here. So I'm just going to go through a list of the best yards-per-play defenses in the NFL. The Vikings have played almost all of them. So the Eagles are number one. So Vikings have played them. The Jets are number two. Cowboys. The Niners, after last night, are uh, right there tied with the Cowboys. but So they haven't played the Niners yet, Uh but they've played the other three teams. The Patriots. Yes, they've played them. The Broncos no, the Colts they're about to play. The Saints are eighth, tied with the Bills. And then the Buccaneers. So the Vikings after tomorrow are going to have played is it 7 of the top 10 points uh, yards per play defenses in the league so far this year. So I'm I'm trying to consider that like half of the games that they've played have been against the best defenses in the league when trying to Way what I think about this offense, but uh, it's not going to be easy for the offense tomorrow. But you would like to see—you know—they had seven points at the two-minute mark of the third quarter that Lions game. Something that's happened all too often where they just disappear. Let's let's jump out, keep some sort of momentum going for the course of the game, and and win a game decisively. So, all right, let's get to
3: right third quarter. Come out, punch them. Yes. No rule against that. Seems to be a rule against it. No rule against it.
0: Yes. All right. The spread on this game the Vikings are four point favorites in most sports books. There's some four and a halfs out there, but they are four point favorites over the Colts. 65% of the bets are on the Vikings, according to Action Network, but almost 80% of the money is on the Colts. This is very similar to last week, where the the bets were split kind of fifty fifty. The Vikings had like fifty one percent of the bets, but it was like ninety percent of the money was on the Lions. So you had you had some heavy hitters or some smart people coming in and overloading at the window, putting money on the Lions last week. And apparently, a lot of people feel like the Vikings haven't fully been adjusted yet. That all right, they got checked last week, and now their value is sort of more in line but there might even be more value to pick against the Vikings here. So a couple other notes from Action Network, and then we'll pick this game. The 10-2 and 2 Vikings last week were underdogs against the 5-7 and 7 Lions. The markets got it right, and now the Vikings are playing off of a loss. In his NFL career, Kirk Cousins is 36-22 and 22 against the spread after losing a straight-up game. The most profitable quarterbacks against the spread off a loss in the past 20 years are Tom Brady, number one, 45 and 24 against the spread off a loss. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, and Kirk Cousins. And this is just against the spread. But the last two years, Kirk Cousins has played at home off of a loss six times. The Vikings are 6-0 and in those games, including 4-2 and against the spread. So... Kirk bounces back, especially at home with the best of them. He love he loves feeling that sort of oh man, I got to go into the film room all week and grind and get back get back over the hump. So that's something to consider here. Um, so on one hand, you've got some trends that show Vikings playing a home game after a loss; they're probably going to fare pretty well. On the other hand, you have a lot of smart people putting money on the Colts to cover, but it's a four point spread, so the Colts could lose by three or lose by one. Those betters would still make money. The Vikings would still get their win. So sure. um, we'll start with Judd. Who wins this game? And generally speaking, what is the, the score margin?
3: Um, the Vikings come back and win this game. My theory about this game is privately Kevin O'Connell, I I think, because he's done a very good job of the uh, collaboration thing. We're a team thing. And, and this is ordinarily a time with a team that doesn't operate like that, that's not close-knit, where the offense turns on the defense and says, you're not doing your job ever, why not? Uh, I think O'Connell is going to run counter to that. My guess is privately he has told his, his offense, we can do more, we are, we are the calling card, I am an offensive coach. So I actually think that there is a rebound here offensively or, or they go up a bit, From what we've been used to seeing, who knows? They might score a few points in the third quarter. The defense, I think, does bounce back. I think there's definitely some adjustments. I think they get uh, more pressure. I think the game that we saw against the Dolphins is indicative of what the defense can do when Ed adjusts. So final score, I think. I think the Vikings win by 14. I think the Vikings 24, the Colts 10. I think Mm -hmm. the Vikings get right. It doesn't mean it's all fixed. It does mean that this feels like the perfect storm for the Vikings to bounce back and play well um, and sell some hope as we near Christmas.
0: Okay. All right. What's what's your feeling here, AJ? I
2: already said it earlier. They're not going to lose this game. It, they're, it's going to be probably a little more of that, the the more of the same from what we've seen this season where at times you're going to think, is this going to be competitive down to the end with the Colts? And then all of a sudden that fourth quarter hits, they're going to flip the switch, you know, Kirk, Kirk is going to turn it on. Um, I don't think him and JJ are going to have as insane of days as they did last week because those were two really, really, really good performances. But uh, the offense is going to—they're going to be good. Back at home, they know they need to step up and you know make good on this defense that's been struggling all season long. Um, I think the defense probably limits the passing game, but i i am scared of Jonathan Taylor. I think he goes for nearly 100 yards, maybe a score or two. Um but I do think the Vikings get it done and at the end of the day if you just look at the box score you're going to think this was an easy game for the Vikings. Maybe not if you actually watch the game. Uh but I've got them winning
0: 27-17. Yeah, I'm I'm my score is very similar to AJ's. I'm going to I'll just give you the I think it's 27-16. But not necessarily like a smooth sailing blowout cuz I don't I don't think the Colts defense is Formidable enough to where you're you're probably not gonna have like a forty-five point performance that you've been craving here mm-hmm. all season, right? Uh but it will be mostly a it'll be one of the most comfortable wins of the season for the Vikings, is how I see this. Now, did I see right though the Vikings haven't beat the Colts since like the nineties? I think I saw someone throw that out there.
3: Oh yeah, you know what, the last time the Vikings beat the Colts was, I I saw the same thing two days ago, the penultimate game, I think it was of 97, which is, by the way, the last blacked out game that the Vikings played at home, Hmm. yes, I I think it was Jim Harbaugh and the Colts here in the second to last game of the 97 season, you're right.
0: So that's That's weird, it's very weird. Yeah, there was that one game a few years ago where the Colts kind of came in as a bad team and, you know, just. Put a beat down on the was it the Matt Asiata? No, Adrian Peterson came back and tried to play in that game. Yeah, and he then they played the Colts
3: stuff. in Indy right a couple of years ago. Two was it, two thousand twenty. Didn't they get beat there yeah. as well?
0: So that's it's just been a weird. Well, they, yeah, they had that second game of the year before it was yeah. Justin Jefferson's rookie year. Yes, and Kirk threw three interceptions against yep. a good defense, and yep. it was it was ugly. And then they decided, oh, maybe we should use this explosive weapon we drafted in the first round starting in week three and BC. Things started to get better, so, so there you go. We all think the Vikings kiss of death. We all think the Vikings are going to win. Sounds like we all think the Vikings are going to cover the four. Um, if you're looking for a fun sweat this weekend, Prize Picks is the easy way. <clears throat> excuse me, to play daily fantasy, you pick between two and five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. Prize Picks offers every major sport: NFL, NBA, uh, PGA. There's events going on pretty much all the time. Uh, MMA, you can run mixed sport entries. It's a blast. So check them out on the Price Picks app or on PrizePicks.com. Use the promo code NORTH and you can get up to a $100 bonus deposit. Price Picks, the easy way to play Daily Fantasy. Um, also this morning, you know who's done a, a better job in the mornings is Maya Mackey. When we first started giving her Nutrisource, it was like She was waking us up a little early. Like, you know, That's we appreciate that you love your Nutrisource, but uh, you need to just kind of calm down there, Maya. All right, just relax. Maybe let us sleep in a little bit. But I'll tell you, her gut health, digestion health, her overall spirit, sky high, Judd Zolgad, Very, very pleased with what Nutrisource has uh, brought to Maya's whole system.
3: Stella up at 5 a.m. today, she has not learned, she does not care, and she does not care what time Pop-Pop has to wake up. She wants her Nutrisource, and she wants it now. And I'm going to tell you, here's the thing. Then she wakes me up at 6. Why? Because she says, well, it's time to go outside, and it's treat time. And she loves these treats. She absolutely adores them. Now, here's the thing, and Phil's right. Stella's like 12, okay? So we're, you know, concerned about her her health and uh, certainly her gut health. And the Nutrisource has her so right that Pop-Pop's there. He's like, yeah, you know what? It's time for breakfast. It's time for treats. And so, yes, it, it's a win-win. The dog loves it, and you love when, when your dog is healthy and happy and has good gut health. So Nutrisource is the winning play
0: in the Zoligat house. too. Amen. And then uh, one more shout-out here, and we'll get to some feedback Friday. A great date idea, speaking from experience, could be the Hasen Dinner Theaters. All right, take your significant other or maybe take your parents or something out for a fun night on the town. And I hold I hold the uh, the key to fun, the key to un-
3: unlocking fun right here. And that is a gift card because Phil is exactly right. And this card, it allows you to pick what you want to see. And there's something for everyone. A, a uh, concert series tributes from the Eagles to Fleetwood Mac to Z- Sinatra, a musical. Do you like Footloose? Because I know I, I am that a
0: footloose guy. Yes.
3: Jersey Boys, the prom, or last but not least, the comedy improv show with Stevie Ray's is a blast as well. And that is only the start of the day because you're also going to get a delicious meal that can include a great steak, prime rib, or that famous chicken chan. It's this simple stocking stuff gift 952 934 1525. Or go to Chanhassendt.com. That's Chanhassendt.com. Or Go, go there in person. Whatever you do, please tell them that Score North sent you, though. This is a great gift idea. It's a great present. It is a night of fun and a great date night, and it's this simple, a gift card.
0: All right. It's time for some feedback Friday here on Purple Daily, where we take – this will be more of an abbreviated version because we're kind of cramming two shows into one here. But uh, we, we, just, we love to hear from you guys every single week from the uh, Scorn Earth app, the feedback tab. We also take some questions and comments, concerns, critiques, whatever you want to throw at us from the Purple Daily YouTube comment section. KBR67 says, I used to hate your show. It was too long and negative, but I kept coming back for more. Now I think it's the best Vikings platform ever. You rip players that need to be destroyed and are positive on players that are kicking some ass. Keep it up, guys. Thank you. Wow. KBR 67. In our persistence. That's what it was.
3: <laughs> it's like the girl who's like, won't go out on a date with you, she wants she ignores you, and you are persistent and nice, and eventually, Not creepy.? Says, you know I, exactly, not creepy not a stalker, and eventually she says, I'm going to give this guy a chance.
0: Yeah, I think this, I've heard this, I guess it would be a life cycle, this this sort of like Purple Daily life cycle before where this happened a lot, I think, when we took over like all, like two and a half years ago doing this show on a daily basis. It used to be kind of a rotating cast, and then Matthew Collar was doing it for like nine months, and, and um, then we started doing it on a daily basis. And people were asking like, why are you guys are, you guys are kind of negative. And, and our, our response was, well, yeah, we hold, you guys even like the Vikings, right? It was, we heard everything and said, maybe we should explain why we are quote unquote, I don't think we're negative. I think we just, we are, we are sort of, um, I guess we try to be truth tellers and maybe yeah. you disagree with our opinion sometimes. And that's the beauty of this, that we, we have strong opinions. And we're not always just going to paint a rosy picture of a franchise that for a while there hadn't been above 500 in like 900 days. This season's been much more fun and much more. It is kind of funny, though, people are like, you yeah, know, I, I love your show this season. That's in part because the Vikings are better and we are speaking more positive about a good Vikings team. So I urge you, if they take a nosedive at some point, we will be critical because they will deserve it. Don't astonished or startled by potential criticisms um that's kind of how we are that's how we, we've we been doing a radio show we, you and i've been doing shows podcasts radio youtube for like nine years together and uh we pride ourselves on just trying to be honest with the fan base so i
3: think people are surprised that we adjust our opinions based on circumstances like i think they thought well if the vikings get good you're still going to hate kirk or kill them it's like no <laughs> If they get good and thing I mean, sports is built on what? Hopeful change. Yeah. So, like, that's, I think we surprised, I think people thought that we were going to dump on this team at 10 and two and or 10 and three. And the fact is, you know what? For the most part, this past week's been challenging, but the season's been a lot of fun. And so, um, yeah, I, it, it's just, you can't always be Pollyanna and you shouldn't always be negative about the team it's the circumstances
0: Sports. yeah it's there's a couple of kirk cousins questions in here that kind of go along with that so we'll we'll get to those connor strunk says hey it's the uh, purple daily director of advertising for sherburne county here hello fellow purple daily leadership cabinet member great county it is a great county that's sherburne county good old good old
2: that like st cloud area st. oh st. good Cl- bars aj st cloud state oh i know all about those
0: bars
3: Great bars, yeah. I know you do.
0: You and Dan. they have—they uh, actually have plaques of AJ's picture up inside some of those bars. Tarp uh, I had he—he he says I had an interesting debate that I hope makes it to the show. Obviously, with the defense struggling, it had me wondering if I could grab one player from the 2009 Vikings and put them on this team. Who would it be?
3: Oh goodness gracious!
0: Now Connor, those players are like 42 years old now, so <laughs> you got to be Connor. Props. This is a great. They're a great question. I'm assuming he means in their in their current sure. state in two thousand nine, right? Yes. I yes. love this question. And let's so say so many with, options.
3: And and let's say it's with the current offensive and defensive schemes, too. Mm-hmm. So Jared Allen's a no go because he's not a three four fit
0: okay. at all. Um I'm just pulling up a roster here. Oh my gosh. Let me God. let me just give you I'll give you some options.
1: Yeah, give you I'm some thinking, options.
0: Let's go um, Antoine Winfield, slot cornerback. That'd be big. Yeah. That'd be be one of my biggest ones. Tackling, line of scrimmage, sniffing out run plays. (sighs) Boy,
2: yeah. Is it acceptable to say here that I'm not even, I know you have some talented offensive players, but I'm not even looking at the offense if this is like a reality type thing.
3: First name that came to mind for me was not Favre; it was Sidney Rice. But Favre made Rice, and I don't know because because like ideally, I'd like to I'd like to plug in the best receiver off that team as the two on this team behind Jefferson. But I would never could tell if Sidney Rice was for real or if that was a one year just unbelievable.
0: He did stretch the field. That, yeah, I'm I mean, largely that I'm with AJ one. that the defensive options are going to be like like Pat or Ke- Kevin Williams yeah. on the interior would That's probably be I, the answer. I right? thought of Kevin. Yeah, but on the offensive side, you do have to consider that version of Kirk. Kirk has been largely great in the fourth quarters here, but in terms of just like overall quarterback play, that version of Brett Favre would be an upgrade over this version of Kirk. So you got he, did, he would be.
3: He just break, rip your heart out. He'd rip into your chest and rip your heart out. But the but this one is good one, Phil.
0: Yeah, this team is ten and three with this version of Kirk. They're going to get to the playoffs. Yes. And so you know, fortifying the defense is probably now. Could you could you go this direction? If you're going to fortify offense, could you take Steve Hutchinson, put him at left guard, and then just take all your other random dudes? Put maybe Ezra Cleveland. Go back to he was he played right guard a couple years ago, right?
3: That's where he started for the All right, Ezra,
0: you're going back to right guard, but now Steve freaking Hutchinson is our left guard. Yeah. Yes,
3: that's a great one. But Ke- So Kevin or Pat, though, I think would make running for opponents damn near impossible, which would then make, make them completely ha- have to go t- to the pass, which yeah. doesn't sound attractive until you understand that if they can't run, it really compromises you. I think you're probably right. I think it's the middle. I think it's it's one of those two, and it's probably Kevin, uh, in the middle of the defensive
0: line. I'm gonna have to say you're right on this. I have to say Ryan Longwell's name too for the purposes of this discussion.
2: I was I was looking at that right now. He led the league in extra points made that season. In Aj,
3: Aj, your job is to tell us there is no kicking problem. Okay, that's in your contract.
2: <laughs> no. and ex- the executive
3: is, producer of this show has it in his contract to argue in favor of Greg Joseph.
2: That that is that's in Declan. My Saturday Sunday contract says I can talk about whatever kicking problem I want. Um, there is there is a, a debacle there. So um, I for the sake of like impact, I don't think you can go long well. But um, I was on that same path of I j- just wanted to see how how efficient he was and mo- most in, extra points made that season.
0: In fairness to Greg Joseph, the extra point was a much closer point blank distance in two thousand nine than it is now. But still, stop yeah. missing stop missing extra points. I like that. I'd like to see people's answers in the YouTube comment section, so definitely throw them in there. Okay, Mike Shea says, I think it makes you guys look like fools because y'all said you'd seen enough of Kirk Cousins. You said he is who he is. He's not changing. He doesn't have the it factor. Never will. Your words. hmm
3: He has been changed enough. Like, again, th- this is off the uh, first question this is where you are correct i did not think he could change this much he has changed uh if you want to say i look like a fool that's fine but i'm not going to sit here and pound my desk and say yeah i was right i mean i'm I'm not i'm not going to go skip on this thing so kirk has made do i think kirk is perfect absolutely not do i think that kevin o'connell has gotten through to kirk more than i thought possible yes and good for both of those guys so um, if you think it makes me look like a fool, that's cool. I think it sounds more foolish, though, to stand my ground and say, "Well, oh, he's changed a bit, but still, well he's played." Well,
0: here's the reality, and I, I would say a few things about this. Number one, he where he has improved the most, and where he has proven me and probably you the most wrong, mm-hmm. is his ability to rise up in the fourth quarter, take hits, hang in there. Like there's just a new level of toughness and and guile that we've seen in the fourth quarter of this season. He flashed a little bit last year, but this year is a, is a different ball game. So that's awesome. And that is, I'm, I'm happy that he is proving me wrong in that regard. As he's done that, his overall play has actually dropped off. Like if you want to take his overall play for a three-hour football game, you look at any sort of back of the football card numbers or you want to look at analytics, whatever it is, he has he has not measured up as a top fifteen quarterback in those regards. But if I'm gonna like if we're gonna use stats to evaluate Kirk, this is always my issue with the Cousins Crusaders, like, well, look at his stats. And I would say the stats you're looking at aren't translating to team wins. The stats that he's good at this year, i.e., fourth quarter, close fourth quarter and then some of the things that are more like scouting things, you know, continuing to stand in there and hunt for Justin Jefferson. That is what wins you football games. So people kept looking at like, well, look at his yards and his touchdowns. Like I need context folks. I need more context than that because there's been seasons where Ryan Fitzpatrick puts up huge numbers. Ryan Fitzpatrick never played in the playoff game and it wasn't, it wasn't because he was unlucky for 20 years, you know? Um, so He has changed in some areas that we've been begging for, and that's awesome and cool. Maybe I was wrong. He has actually eroded in some areas that he used to be better at, which is like earlier in the game, you know, putting up numbers and giving yourself some separation. And I would put on top of all of this that there's a lot still to be proven because the most important months for proving yourself in the NFL are December, January, and February and he he deserves a chance to let this story play out into the second half of december all of january and ideally february but i wouldn't be doing like victory laps tap dancing on the grave of people that dared criticize cousins the other thing too is like if you were in our camp and you were asking for multiple years for one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league to give you the things that you deserve from those quarterbacks as a team which is put the team on your back once in a while elevate in the fourth quarter of close games Fourth quarter comebacks when your team needs you like the people that complained about the people that were mad about that. Like what, what did you want then? You were just okay with seven and eight win seasons. And it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of weird.
3: They were, the Crusaders are Kirk fans. They're not fans of his team. So like if his team wins, great. If, If they don't great, but where I will say that he has proven, I think, us wrong in a lot of ways as there were a lot of things I flat out said I don't think he can be changed and he has been. I I'll go back to, to the word I used a couple of weeks back in talking about the KOC Kirk working relationship. He's been tricked up and I didn't think he could be. He he's they stuck a spoiler on him. They 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 went in and they changed the revving of the engine. It's a you V8 like now or something. I like that. So but but you know what? At his advanced age, good for him. It's more fun to yeah. watch, I'll say that.
0: It's a huge, huge credit too to Kevin O'Connell. I think sometimes there's there are yes. certain cousins Crusaders that unless you bow down at the altar of Kirk and and deem him a Hall of Fame quarterback, a top three quarterback in the league right now, on the same level as Mahomes and Josh Allen and you know, the old Tom Brady, like that you aren't giving him his due credit. And I yeah. would say the truth lies somewhere in the gray area with kirk he's and no one on this show has ever called him garbage he's not he's never been garbage so there there are people that the haters that take it too far um but there's a reason why no kirk cousins led team to this point at age 34 has ever made a meaningful playoff run he has a chance to change that this year and it's not all bad luck it's not all all the franchises he's played for it's like no he has limitations especially if you don't have enough money to make up for those limitations because he makes so much money. But yep. this year, this year feels different in a lot of ways. And he has a, there's this car is good enough. I'm not saying it's good enough to drive all the way to win a Super Bowl. They need to show some stuff on defense. But this car is one of the best cars you're going to find. Some weapons. You got, you know, when your offensive line is back and healthy, you got one of the best left tackles in the NFL, one of the best right tackles. Like no one's going to get a perfect car. Go drive the car, man. Go drive it's, the car. It's funny that the
3: Lions game, too, is is sort of like an acid flashback to Kirk before 2022. When, <laughs> big, when, huge numbers. When but, you look oh. at the stats, it's like, oh, my God. Like, the Crusaders were probably yeah. over the moon. Like, you see, you guys have said stats are right down. Now we put up big stats, but they lost. So it, it's funny because, like, that game, in a nutshell, is... As crazy as this might sound, is probably the exact type of game O'Connell does not want. He doesn't want him to have to do that. He wants him to work within the confines of you know solid stats, solid game. But like if that's what Kirk does, it so often is. The Crusaders are just like victory for us, and yeah. the Vikings fans are yeah, but we lost the game. And the Crusaders are like, well, we don't care. It wasn't, about my, wasn't, my, wasn't my guy? Wasn't my
0: guy's fault? It's exactly yeah. right. And it was, and it wasn't. But it's always that's what it always is. It's no, like but what I'm, I'm just saying
3: is. that's why I will take. The ordinary pedestrian stats and the wins,
0: yeah, and i will i just want i just want I want you to perform when it matters, close yep. road, good opponents, and he's done a lot more of that this year, and that's that's the credit uh Crom's corner says Kirk's contract is a great value. Do us all a favor and look at all the quarterbacks and how many wins over expected they contribute to. It's way easier for other teams apparently to find to find value drafting defense. Franchise quarterbacks don't exist where we have been picking in the draft. We'd be six and seven without Kirk, I bet. What do you think? I want to start by saying so, again, Kirk is the third highest paid player in the NFL to the salary cap. If that contract is of great value, and Mahomes is one of the other two, Tannehill is, I think, number one. So if what you're saying is true, to me, then they're, I guess the only bad value contract would be Ryan Tannehill. Like, I guess there's some players maybe below Kirk that you could say are garbage and making money. But I think that's where we have to draw a line. It's like his contract isn't great value. If he signed a longer term deal, I would rather the Vikings do one of two things than this one year, two year, even at age 34 through like 38. I either want him to sign a five year extension that gives them leeway over the next 3 years to like totally clear his cap money down to like the nub so they can add players or don't bring him back that's the, I don't want the gray area of he signs another 1 year extension and it's ironclad and it's the third highest cap hit it's 40 million dollars now you know that's the beauty of what what Dallas and the Chiefs have done is here's a really long-term contract with these quarterbacks so we can then easily shift money from this year to two years from now, next year, right? Convert this to a signing bonus, boom. That's the one thing the Vikings haven't been able to do is manipulate his cap so that it's, oh, it's $7 million this year. And now we can go get three defensive players that we wouldn't otherwise have been able to afford, you know? Yep, or a guard. Um, that's why, uh, so
3: that's a Kirk thing. Like, I'm sure the Vikings have gone to to the dude with seven-year contracts and been like, let's push this here and push that. From the day that he signed in 2018, he and his camp have made it very clear we want fully guaranteed short-term contracts because we really get paid then. Um, If you sign a 10-year contract, there's a lot of fake cash in that contract. It can be moved. Um, So that's a Kirk thing. But I think this is, you know what? So the more thought I give this, I think this is going to clear itself up quickly, and here's why. Justin Jefferson is almost certainly going to be signed an extension at some point before training camp of next year. That as we've talked about, Phil, that extension is going to kick in in two years. He will go through the last year of his, uh, the fourth year of his rookie contract. Fifth year option will be expensive, but it certainly won't be what he's worth. Mm -hmm. And then, and then in year six of his time here, he is going to have a contract that's going to be enormous. Um, Kirk Cousins playing the games financially that he likes to play is either going to have to agree to a drastically different contract cuz once Jefferson's being paid you can't pay Kirk like you're paying Kirk. Mm-hmm. So so at that point in time this clears itself up completely. And I think it clears itself up for 2024 cuz 2023 Kirk's back. 2024 and 25 I think are They're void, void years, years which means that which means the contract's done. So if they go to Kirk for 2024 and say, okay, here's the contract. One, it's going to be less. Two, it's going to be much more team friendly. If Kirk walks, he's gone. And that's not – I'm not being a jerk here. I'm, I'm just saying with what Jefferson's going to, going to get paid, they're going to pick him. So that's where – the rubber's going to meet the road as to how long and how much Kirk wants to play here starting in 2024 because yeah. there is going to be a new contract sheriff in town and it's not going to be Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah. I think what's hard is like, cause it's so easy to sit here the last five years and be like, you guys make way too big of a deal out of the contract. Look at some of the bad drafts they have had. And yes, that is true too. Like the 2021 and 2022 drafts are filled with what looks like it's way early on 22, but there might be a lot of whiffs in there and that, that derails you for, for a period, but you have to build into your roster construction The fact that you're not going to get perfect drafts, you're going to you're probably going to whiff on like 50 to 60 percent of the players that you're in terms of them being impact big time starters for you for multiple years. It's not realistic to say, all right, let's just go overpay for a non elite quarterback and pay a running back all this money and pay non premium positions like safety and linebacker and then look over at the front office and be like make it work be perfect in the draft you you have to build in that the draft is imperfect and that it's an inexact science and you're not going to nail it every single year by having some flexibility to make up for those holes in free agency mm-hmm. and uh, the vikings have they kind of kind of stuck themselves like the last few years inside linebacker safety running back Good but not great quarterback, all making like top of their position, number two receiver that's not really a number two receiver, making number one receiver money. Yes. They've they've made it so it's very hard to absorb a non-perfect draft and still compete at a Super Bowl level.
3: You also have to accept the fact that no matter how much you might like players, I, I think the most important thing is you now have to sit down and say, Where are we going to put the value and where are we going to try to get by? Because you can't pay everybody. And positionally, like, look, now, okay, Eric Kendricks, God bless him, should not be making as much as he does. His position no longer calls, and I'm not saying that's not important. I'm saying it, it is, there are certain positions in football, right or wrong, that are basically the equivalent to first base in baseball, right? Which is, you've got to get by with some positions. Everyone can't be a, a star. Running back is one of them. Because those guys come and go quickly and you can get one or two great years and then they're gone. Linebacker appears to to be one. Um you got to pay your cornerbacks, you've got to pay you've got to get a pass rush. The quarterback like you've got to pick and choose. And and this team under Spielman did a really poor job at picking and choosing because they tried to reward guys. That that's the thing that sucks about the sport. Rewarding players because you like them at the wrong positions. Yeah is actually business malpractice.
0: It's tough. Yeah, you're paying, like with running backs too, by the time they get to their like fourth, fifth year where they're about to get paid, they're if they came out of college after their junior year even, they're probably 26, 25, 26. And now they're about to get a big like three, four year contract that carries them into age 28. You know, you're just, you're paying for the wrong years. It's unfortunate because running backs kind of get screwed compared to other players that by the time they're ready to make life-changing money, their career is going over the other side of the cliff. So I know this is a lot of like long term sort of stuff in the middle of a ten and three season, but you know, I it's interesting because they they do have to confront some of this stuff when it comes to their roster, and it's gonna happen in about two months from now. But in the meantime, they're in the middle of a ten and three season. This one's from Mike Kerstetter. Kerstetter. Perhaps the Vikings need to lose this game against the Colts. You're gonna make the playoffs. But if you lose this game, and particularly if the defense gets gashed by a fossil in Matt Ryan, then the changes that need to be made on the defensive side of the ball, including changing defensive coordinators, will be made. Hmm. I would argue that the Lions game should have been the warning flash that you needed and the games before that where you gave up 400 yards and still found a way to win. I don't know that they need another warning shot here. Like, It's, it's the middle of December. What more, do you really need like another shot across the bow that shows you, oh, this defense is in trouble. It's the worst defense yardage-wise in the league right now. What more do you need? Five consecutive games of 400-plus yards. Pull the alarm, baby. Pull the alarm (laughs)
3: alarm at that point. Like, I I don't need more. No. And and the thing, too, is to be realistic about this, okay? I'm not expecting this defense to come out on Sunday against the Colts and be the 85 Bears. But what I am expecting, and what I have not seen Ed do, and what Donatel said at his press conference on Wednesday that concerns me is his justification of how this, this works. Okay, maybe it does with the right people, but you clearly don't have the right people. And like there are a lot of metrics all over the place that basically scream the Vikings should play more mad. That that oh. that they need to get more pass rush. That they and, and like these are these are not debatable metrics. They're out there for you. And when you say, but my system works, kid, like if he's going into KOC's office and say, sit down, young man, I'm Ed Donatel, longtime coordinator, and my system works. Okay, that's great if you had the right people, but Ed, you don't, and you know that. So what I'm looking for, and it's very, very simple, starting on Saturday, adapting, just adapt a bit, dude. Just be adaptable. I'm not expecting you to be a miracle, man. I am expecting you to put people in a position to succeed. The most important thing you can do if you run any company.
0: So here's one of the things you kind of mentioned, like there's a lot of metrics and analytics or things, or just the eye test that would show they should be doing some different things on defense. So Brett Coleman has a big uh, film study YouTube channel. He's just uh, at Brett Coleman, K-O-L-L-M-A-N-N on Twitter. It's the film room on YouTube. And he tweeted this this morning, or actually this was yesterday. Every defensive back in the Viking secondary, not named Chandon Sullivan, is six feet or taller. And yet they are 31st in the NFL in total snaps in press alignment. They don't play press defense. Also only call man 10% of the time. Can't recall ever seeing a defense refuse to lean into the skill set of their players like this.
3: Yeah, he doesn't want to play man. Dude. He's convinced his system doesn't call for man, but his player, but his players, basically do. Yeah, brother. I'm, I'm growing more and more curious by the day. How long is Denil going to hold his tongue on this?
0: Well, now he's holding his neck.
3: Well, yeah, that's true. But I guess he didn't talk to the press this week. He he declined. Said he was fine. Um, yeah, uh, but he declined to talk. I, I'm just saying, like, there's got to be guys the the Patrick Petersons of the world can't be. Playing in this system and saying, "Yeah, you know what? Damn good. Can
0: they? They're no, smart that's guys. the thing. And a
3: smart dude.
0: And, and you got some guys in here too, like Patrick Peterson, being one of them who are and Zedarius, who are outspoken enough. Wouldn't someone come in? Like Patrick Peterson has to be the one that says, respectfully, Hey, what what are we doing here? Let's. I mean, Patrick did speak to the media this week and said something like, you know, if you think we're satisfied with our ten and three record with what's happening out there, you'd be sorely mistaken." So I'm. that's why I'm so curious to see how this game plays out. You've got people, you've got the Mina Kimes rant, you've got Nash, like Brett Coleman, who's respected in NFL circles, smart people on the national level that are clowning you, saying, what are you doing schematically? And Kevin O'Connell, I'm sure, spearheaded a couple come-to-Jesus meetings this week. So very excited to see what, what happens here. That's the feedback bag for the week here, uh, presented in part by our friends at Finch Home Solutions. Here mm-hmm. to help bumbling idiots like us mm-hmm. fix things around the house.
3: And guess what? The, the good news is it takes only one call to Finch Home Solutions to get any electrical issues in your home solved. Christmas lights on the fritz? Guess what? Finch. Need work done, ele- electrical, to get that hot tub installed? Finch. Flickler- flickering lights? Finch. They can take care of all of the problems that basically that even the DIY wire can't do and don't wait until something goes wrong finch offering a free home safety inspection to all of our listeners as well be sure to tell them that you heard about finch on score north because there are special deals for those who watch or or listen to score north go to finch Homesolutions.com or call 612-357-2604 finch My friend Cody, he wants to take care of the electrical problems in your home. And guess what? He's a huge Vikings fan to boot. So FinchHomeSolutions.com is where you can get the help that you need.
0: Uh, Shout out to our friends, too, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been around for over 100 years, helping businesses maximize their level of success. Federated is all about personal relationships and risk management. They measure the success of their business by the success of yours. Find out what we have been talking about for years here. They've been supporting us, too, keeping our business moving forward. We appreciate them for that. Um, find out more at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right? Thanks to AJ for stepping in, for Declan today. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Vikings Ventline, right after the Vikings-Colts game is over on the Purple Daily
1: YouTube channel. See you guys. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug to a Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB, J.J. McCarthy, makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them, and Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players, that is, until they don't. When it comes to finger-pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charlies accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. Leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk. But when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother, we don't point the finger, we go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? because it really means more to us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. And don't forget, bet online for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.
2: 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess for elite athletes only